When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is Pepsi stock a smart buy right now? That's the big question we're tackling today. Welcome to Global Value, and in this video, we're going to dive deep into a thorough analysis of Pepsi PEP stock, emulating none other than Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time. We'll scrutinize the key numbers that Buffett values most, and then we'll calculate three different fair values for Pepsi to really understand what it's worth in today's market. Make sure you stay with me till the end because our combined fair value and rating might just take you by surprise. And there's more. I'll also reveal a crucial bonus metric that could be the deciding factor when adding PEP stock to your portfolio. So is Pepsi a golden opportunity waiting to be seized? Let's find out together. Right now, Pepsi stock trades for $166.76 per share. 2023 has been rough on the company and its peers. Their stock price is down 7%, while the S&P 500 is up 15%. In the last five years, Pepsi has compounded at 8% annually. In the last 10 years, they've compounded at 7.5% annually. When we go back before the global financial crisis, Pepsi stock is compounding at 6% annually. They beat the market for much of this time. Since 2020, they have underperformed the S&P 500. But that's not all for shareholders. Right now, Pepsi pays an above average 2.9% dividend yield, and they're a dividend king. They've grown their dividends for each of the last 51 years. This is right behind Coca-Cola's dividend growth track record. It puts them with a very select group of safe stocks. Their average dividends are added to their returns in their stock over this time. This means Pepsi has actually beat the market by a fair amount. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Pepsi? Right now, the company trades $11 above its 52-week low. They trade $30 below their 52-week high. Just 1% of their shares are sold short. And how big is Pepsi? They're a huge company, one of the largest consumer businesses in the world. They have a $232 billion market cap. So you know the name and the soft drink, but what else does the company do? PepsiCo is a global leader in snacks and beverages, owning well-known household brands including Pepsi, Mountain Dew, Gatorade, Lay's, Cheetos, and Doritos, among others. The company dominates the global savory snacks market and also ranks as the second largest beverage provider in the world behind Coca-Cola. Pepsi has diversified exposure to carbonated soft drinks, water, sports, and energy offerings. Convenience Foods accounts for roughly 55% of its total revenue, with beverages making up the rest. Pepsi owns the bulk of its own manufacturing and distribution capacity in the United States and overseas. International markets make up 40% of total sales and one-third of operating profits. The company was founded in 1898 and is headquartered in Purchase, New York. Now with that understanding, let's dive deep into their numbers. Starting with metric number one, we want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. A normal business earns 7% returns. When we look for a benchmark that's double this, we can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Pepsi earns high returns coming in around 20% in most of these years. Their lowest were 17% in 2020. Since then, they've been increasing. When these are averaged out, Pepsi earns 19.3% returns in a given year. That's more than two and a half times better than a normal business. This is a huge check on metric number one. 
Metric two, we want sales, earnings, and free cash flow growth. This is all or nothing. In this time, Pepsi has grown their sales by 42%. The company's earnings look like they're down by 34%, but we won't actually count this against them. This is because the company had a $3.3 billion tax gain in 2018 compared to a $2 billion tax expense in 2022. When those are evened out, Pepsi has about the same earnings over this time. Their earnings before interest and tax is up, so we're going to give this to them. Pepsi has also grown their free cash flows by 13%. So with that adjustment, all three of these are up. It's another check on metric number two. Metric three, we want earnings per share growth. This looks at Pepsi from the view of an individual shareholder in the company. We have to take their adjustment in their earnings into account here as well. Pepsi has also bought back 3% of their shares over this time. With fewer shares outstanding and increased earnings, their earnings per share are up in their last 12 months. This is another check on metric number three, even though it doesn't look like it on the chart. So far, Pepsi's perfect. What will the rest of their numbers look like? Metric number four, we want to see something similar. We're looking for free cash flow per share growth. Pepsi's free cash flows from 2018 until today are up 13%. These were actually down in 2022. This is why it looks like their free cash flows per share are down. But when we include today's numbers, they also have these buybacks and their free cash flows are higher today. Free cash flows can be lumpy year to year. So we'll use an average later on in our analysis when they really matter for Pepsi. In their last 12 months, Pepsi brought in $5.05 of free cash flow for each share that they had outstanding. This is up. It's another check on metric number four. Pepsi has four checks through four metrics. Before we look at their balance sheet and get into our valuations, why don't we check in on our bonus? Right now, Pepsi pays an above average 2.9% dividend yield, but is this safe and can it keep growing even though they're a dividend king? That's what we're trying to figure out through our bonus. We want their dividends to be supported by their free cash flows. This has been the case in four of the last five years. They barely supported these in 2019, but they did not support them in 2022. Pepsi brings in enough free cash flow to cover their dividends today. While it looks like they're on the higher end of a dividend payout ratio, Pepsi is able to cover their dividend payouts using their free cash flows. Although their financial position looks like it could be a little more stressed than their main competitor, Coca-Cola, still their dividends are covered today. It's a check on our bonus. In recessions, it's businesses with too much debt that can have the biggest losses and even go broke. In metric number five, we want their net debt to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five years. Pepsi has added on a lot of net debt over this time. They ended 2022 with $36 billion worth. Today, they brought this down. They're at $34.5 billion. In their last five years, Pepsi's brought in a pretty stable amount of free cash flow. When these are summed up, it comes out to $30.5 billion of free cash flow. While that's a lot, that doesn't fully support their net debt position. This means it's our first X of the day on metric number five. This may or may not be a potential issue for Pepsi. There are reasons as a stable consumer packaged goods company why it may not be as much of a concern for their business. Pepsi has some phenomenal brands in their portfolio. Also, it really depends how this debt is structured and when it comes due in order to understand if it causes any issues with their free cash flows. Dig into the company's filings to learn more. Now, how much is Pepsi potentially worth? The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Pepsi's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. This is the first of our three valuations. If their average free cash flow yields above that level, it gives us a slight risk premium compared to the 10-year treasury. Right now, they have a $267 billion enterprise value. Enterprise value adds together their net debt and their market cap to look at Pepsi like a private business. In the last five years, we learned they brought in $30.5 billion of free cash flow. This means they bring in $6.1 billion in an average year. 
When we divide that by their enterprise value, it gives us a 2.3% average free cash flow yield. Today, Pepsi brought in $6.95 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their enterprise value, we get a 2.6% current free cash flow yield. They're down at around half of our risk premium. This means they don't look attractive compared to the 10-year treasury. Metric number six is an X for Pepsi. Don't just throw this business out. You're going to want to see what their other estimates are before you watch for their total fair market value at the end of the video because it may surprise you. Everything we've covered so far is important, but there's something missing. This, in my opinion, is the main reason to analyze Pepsi. We'll use a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share by projecting their free cash flows into the future. This depends on their business predictability. Pepsi's been somewhat predictable in the past. Past issues with this come from M&A activity and company restructuring. So like any other model, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We'll start with their free cash flows and use historical assumptions to grow these into the future. We'll assume these grow at 6% annually in each of the next 10 years. Then in the following decade, we'll assume these grow at 4% annually. We'll also add in their book value to give an estimate of their net worth. It's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for Pepsi. If we want a market beating 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments. At today's valuation multiples, an estimate of Pepsi's fair value per share is just $60. That's down less than half from their current stock price. Keep some key points in mind. In the last 10 years, Pepsi trades for a median 21 times price to owner earnings. Right now, it trades at nearly 32 times. That's way above where it was trading at in a period where they did beat the market, but not at the rate that we were looking for. So it's more likely their multiples will be a headwind going forward rather than something that lifts the company's stock like it has in the past. That's pretty much the case with their multiples across the board. We're also going to use a guru focus value for Pepsi. This is based on analyst estimates for the future, their business predictability and growth assumptions, and where they've traded compared to their past. Right now, this comes in at $194 per share, which is $30 above today's stock price. Keep in mind this isn't financial advice, and you need to do what's best for you personally. Still, so far we've looked at most of the numbers Warren Buffett cares about, but it's the qualities of a business that are even more important to him. Let's learn what these are for Pepsi. We're going to start with a long thesis first. Number one, despite its close relationship with brick-and-mortar retailers, PepsiCo has invested in omni-channel capabilities in a digitally enhanced supply chain that positions the firm for growth even as consumer shopping patterns bifurcate further. Number two, even as carbonated soft drink volumes decline in mature markets, the diversity of Pepsi's beverage portfolio should offer growth opportunities in both developed and emerging markets. Number three, demographic and lifestyle shifts could further fuel snack consumption globally beyond and beating expectations. But it's not all sunshine and roses for the business. Let's look at a short thesis as well. Number one, shifting consumer preferences to healthier snacks and beverages may limit the firm's ability to pass on higher costs in price increases, thus weighing on margins and returns. Number two, integration of acquisitions in regions that Pepsi has less experience, such as Africa, may distract management attention from its long-term strategic course. Number three, the shortage of bottlers with sufficient scale and experience in international markets will continue to handicap PepsiCo's efforts to narrow the gap with their rival Coca-Cola. Recently in November of 2023, the company's longtime CEO, Hugh Johnston, left the business to join as the CEO of Walt Disney. Now it's the moment you've been waiting for. We're going to reveal Pepsi's fair value and give our rating based on their qualities and their numbers put together. This far in our analysis of PepsiCo stock ticker PEP, 
We've learned the company goes four for six on our select six analysis. It looks like they've added on debt that has stretched their free cash flows in recent years, and they don't seem to trade attractively compared to the 10-year treasury. Still, there's a lot to like about the business, especially with its dominant oligopoly position in beverages and strength in consumer snacking. Legendary investor Warren Buffett has been a longtime shareholder in Pepsi's main rival, Coca-Cola. He doesn't own Pepsi, but it begs the question, who does? Right now, Pepsi stock is owned by these 11 super investors. It includes big positions from Linsell Train, Jensen Investment Management, Terry Smith, who's been called the British Warren Buffett, and Yakman Asset Management. When we combine our three estimates, right now it looks like a fair market value for Pepsi is around $110 per share. They last traded at those levels at the beginning of 2019. Terry Smith, through his Fundsmith portfolio, actually bought most of his position in Pepsi right at around our fair market value. And more or less, he's held strong for the last five years. When we put together everything in our analysis for Pepsi, they look like an okay candidate for more research. They have some of the signs of being a wonderful business, but they're more stretched than where they've been in the past. It also looks like they're modestly overvalued. If you enjoyed today's PEP stock analysis, share your thoughts in the comments and watch this next video.